There's no room for partiality in the body of Christ. James says, if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Welcome. Thank you for joining us as we continue our look at the book of James. Thank you for being with us today as we continue our look through this very practical book, the book of James written by the half-brother of Jesus. Yesterday we looked at the fact that the royal law says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And today in the next verse, James chapter 2 verse 9 through verse 13, we read, But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, open the eyes of my understanding, of each of ours understanding, that we might hear and receive your word and be changed, that we would never be the same again. Thank you, Lord. In Christ's name. Amen. Partiality sounds like kind of a weak word, doesn't it? But it's not it's not a weak word at all in the in the Greek language. It's not used here as Greek. Uh, our word that we might understand more clearly today is discrimination. So he said if if you're going to discriminate against anybody, you're committing sin and you're convicted by the law as transgressors. And if you think that that's not a serious issue, listen to what he says. He said, if you're showing partiality, then that's the same thing as if you committed adultery or committed murder. Because once you violated the law, you violated all of it. Now, we need to understand, and I I pray that we do, that we're not under law, but under grace but we are called to live holy lives. God tells us to be holy for I am holy. He tells us to follow after Christ in all things, that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And when we say to one person for whatever reason that we favor them over another because of their social standing or their financial ability or whatever it may be, or even the reverse of that, if if we favor one person because they're a humble person over another person, any of that is showing partiality. Any of that is showing discrimination. Now, what we're dealing with here is not people, but actions and the attitudes. So contrary to what we see in the public eye today, this is not a call for us to attack people. In fact, it's a call to exactly the opposite because that would violate other places in Scripture. 
where it says that you don't you know you don't respond with evil to evil with more evil you respond to evil with good those that mistreat you 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 show good to them and he says it's like heaping heaping burning coals on them uh spiritually speaking but we're called to to love our neighbor especially those that are very difficult for us to love it's easy to love those that love us those that think just like we think but but true love is where we're showing that love to neighbors and our neighbors can be very difficult people just like they look across the street so to speak and see me and say wow i've got a difficult neighbor so they're not the only difficult neighbor on the planet we, we're in that same boat to some people there are certain things about any of us that doesn't sit well with with others of us and so we need to find a way to follow christ in how we respond to people and not showing partiality but showing the love of god for all god the father said in his word for the lord so loved the world for god so loved the world you're in the world i'm in the world your difficult neighbor is in the world my neighbor's difficult neighbor which is me is in the world i'm in the world and so all of us could could fit in that category and it didn't say god so loved those who did certain things and didn't do certain things he so loved those that are in the world, all that are in the world. Jesus said uh, when he was criticized for who he chose as his friends, he said, look, I didn't come to save those that are, are good, those that are well, those that don't have any problems. He said, I came to the sick. Well, I raise my hand right now. You can't see me through this audio, but my hand is raised. I'm sick, Lord Jesus. Come help me. Cleanse me of my sin. Restore to me a right nature. And and all of us, if we'll be honest, have to put ourselves in that boat. Or either we reject God and his word completely because he says uh, – we should walk in the light, First John 1, 7 through 9, I think. We should walk in the light as he is in the light. Uh, and if we do, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we claim to be without sin, we are a liar. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So several things are going on here. The law is important. The law is is like a mirror. It shows us what's wrong, but that mirror can't fix us. So the law can't fix us. It can't fix what's broken in me or what's broken in you but it calls attention to it. The only fix, quote, end quote, for what's broken in us is the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? That means that because God is holy, he cannot have anything to do with sin. Light has no fellowship with darkness. So Jesus came and and lived the life that you and I couldn't live, didn't live, hadn't lived, and not going to live, 
and died in our place as a payment for all sin, for your sin and my sin, for all sin. And he said, it is finished, paid in full. We receive that payment to our account, so to speak, by trusting in the finished work of Jesus, which God gives to us, an act of grace. And so we trust, that's faith, in the finished work of Christ, who he is and what he's accomplished, that he is God, that he died in our place and he paid for our sins. And then we receive, we're covered with the righteousness of Christ. It becomes ours. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so we're not under that law, but that law still applies to us and we're called to obey that law and a part of that is not to discriminate you know our relations with each other is is a strong indicator of where we are in our relationship to god and those aren't my thoughts god says if you don't love man who you can see how can you love me who you can't see So he calls us to be loving, to be charitable to our neighbor, to be kind, to be patient, to not keep a record of wrongs, and so forth, as we discussed yesterday from 1 Corinthians 13, and I refer you back there for a fuller list of that. So he said, speak and act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. What is the law of liberty? That is, is that we're covered by the grace of God with the blood of Christ, and that's washed away our sin. But God has reached out to us in mercy. Mercy means that he gave us, uh, didn't give us what we do deserve. We deserve to be uh, punished eternally for our sin, but in mercy... God didn't give us what we did deserve, and by his grace, he gave us what we don't deserve. He gave us the right to become children of God, heirs and co-heirs, co-heirs with Christ, to receive all of the spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ Jesus. And so that mercy of God triumphs over the judgment of God. And so that's what he's telling us. But we can't be people that discriminate against other people. Now, anybody that claims that they are completely free from discrimination in their fleshly heart slash mind, so to speak, is just not being honest with themselves and not honest with us. Because we are human beings, we have certain inclinations, and depending on how you were raised and where you were raised and who you were raised by and what you were raised around, choices you've made, all of those things have to do with how we see the world. But we can make a choice to say, I'm choosing to follow Christ. I'm given to the Spirit and not to the flesh and the spirit is the holy spirit of god is never going to lead us to discriminate against other people when we discriminate we're not listening to the holy spirit we're listening to the self spirit and the self spirit is flesh and it's controlled by the enemy and the enemy is satan and he doesn't want anybody to get along So we're not under law, but we're under grace. But the law lays out for us a a way of walking in the light as Christ is in the light. So, So we need to get this. 
discrimination has no place in the body of Christ. In the world, just expect it. The world, I mean, apart from Christ. People who haven't been born again, who haven't been regenerated. They're going to follow the ways of the world because they're a part of the world. You can't fault them for that or hold that against them. They're doing what comes natural. But as born-again Christians, it's no longer we've been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. We follow Christ, and that's a following that does not lead to discrimination on any level, not showing partiality, but seeing that all are created by God, for God, and Jesus died for them. Lord, help us to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh, to not show partiality, to love our neighbors as ourselves. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here.